You are listening to Game of Growth, a podcast hosted by Truepush, the favorite Truepush notification platform of more than 20,000 marketeers and developers. On this show, you will listen to behind the scenes of exciting market journeys, ups and downs of businesses, and the impeccable survival story. And here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Game of Growth, your weekly podcast. You're listening to episode 59. And today we are joined by Saskata Shankar who is the executive and business lead at Squared IQ, which is a part of Squared Stack, a San Francisco and New Delhi-based startup with the vision to create the ultimate sales acceleration stack for businesses across the globe. Let's get to know more about Squared IQ from Saskatam. So hi, Saskatam, how are you doing? Hi, Tina, doing very well, thanks for having me. And uh, congratulations, uh, Saskatam, since uh, Stack has raised $5 million in Series A by Chirate Ventures. So congratulations to the team behind it. Thank you very much. So let's get it started. Uh, can you briefly share about your professional journey and how, his, uh, how it has been uh, before Squared IQ and also briefly about your current role? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I have had the good fortune to have diverse opportunities across my career and like every time you know I, I chose an opportunity it kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone and then put me somewhere new. Uh, I started my professional experience in 2011 with NGO Fuel which is a startup I co-founded uh, and NGO Fuel was basically you know uh, connecting remote volunteers from all the top campuses in, in, uh, in India uh, to NGOs uh, in India and also abroad that needed their help. So it was like a tech crowdsourcing kind of uh, you know, idea, uh, and uh, you know these NGOs got a lot of help from these volunteers in terms of how to integrate tech or how to work with tech, uh, build websites, collect payments, so on. And these uh, volunteers got you know legitimate work opportunities and certificates from these NGOs, right? So uh, in 2011, we were selected uh, by NEN, which is the National Entrepreneurship Network, as one of the top 30 student startups in India, right? So. Uh, so we went there and, and that was great, one great learning for us, uh, learned a lot. Uh, also kind of, you know, mixed with a lot of, uh, you know, young as well as seasoned entrepreneurs, right? And and really understood the power of crowdsourcing at that point in time, right? Uh, after college, 2012, I kind of, you know, wanted to get into a little bit of a more structured experience. Mm -hmm. So I joined a corporate called Blue Star, uh, right? Uh, they are an HVAC company. In fact, India's, uh, you know, one of the number one HVC companies in India. Mm -hmm. And right out of the bat, I was placed in the purchase department. And and I had no clue what purchase is all about. Right? So so I have, I have zero idea that there, there is even a department called purchase because you typically hear about you know, tech and sales and marketing. So I had no idea, you know, that there's something that, that's procurement and that exists. And, and that was, again, great for me because I received formal training for all sorts of stuff, like, for example, negotiations, right? So I was taught how to negotiate, you know, multi million dollar deals uh, sitting across the table with uh, top VPs from L&D or, uh, you know, other big brands, right? And then and then I, I received uh, training on how to uh, manage vendors and partners. I received training on how to, you know, uh, handle ERP solutions, which are like big ERPs like Oracle and SAP, right? And, I, and at the same time, I was also traveling a, a lot, traveling a lot, especially in South India, mm -hmm. uh, right? So, so that was also very, help, uh, very helpful, like, you know, uh, taught me a lot of things. Uh, from Blue Star, after my three-year stint, you know, when I ended my stint uh, as a manager at Blue Star, right, I I thought about going back to the startup circuit again. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Right, and that's when I uh, started a food tech uh, business called the First Meal. Uh, we were focused on creating, uh, you know, health-conscious subscription plans uh, uh, for uh, typically the IT uh, segment, the IT crowd, right? And and that we built and scaled for around one and a half years. Uh, pretty pretty small team, more focused around you know uh, building the tech for giving people. uh these subscription choices which was fairly new uh, at that point in time most people were focused on on demand uh, food right and then and then early 2016 uh, we got this opportunity to uh, exit the business uh from hello curry uh, which is a three capital invested company right so again that became a very good learning experience we the uh, were excited by the opportunity of this exit uh, we took the deal uh, worked for a few months again hello curry which was a much much bigger team compared to what we were uh, you know the size we were at at that point in time mm-hmm. right so uh, so that that again became a very very different kind of experience that that i had and then after a few months i kind of felt i wanted to do something different uh, you know uh, outside of food right and that's when i reached out to apurv who was my co-founder at uh, you know ngo fuel right and and at that point in time he was building squad stack uh, right and that's how i came in Uh, at at squad iq uh, in 2016 and i started handling the uh, handling the business so basically uh, i lead the entire pnl and, and that includes you know product strategy hiring growth so the entire gamut of you mm-hmm. wonderful wonderful uh, moving from startups to corporate and then back to startups that must have been kind of a roller coaster ride for you i hope <laughs> yeah absolutely you know it was it was it was very uh, interesting and engaging Mm-hmm. and i think uh, these these kind of you know counter experiences have helped me a lot in in really you know uh, kind of matching both sides of the table or, or all sides of the table i should say mm-hmm. uh, in in the work that i do daily wonderful completely agree with you uh, so moving ahead uh, saswata what is squad iq if you want to tell about uh, tell to tell it to our audience and exactly what problem is it that it's uh, addressing right so squad iq for our customers is as you said at the beginning it's a sales and fulfillment acceleration engine right and what i mean by all those jargons is that we help high ticket consumer businesses convert signups into revenue right so if you look at any high ticket consumer business whether that is you know real estate education financial products right they have a big number of leads coming in but they also have a big number of leads going out right so so we kind of come in in the middle and we help these companies convert more and more leads into customers right and mm-hmm. and that is done through a variety of of uh, you know uh, interventions tech intervention uh, we have our own uh, you know workforce as well so so you know an omni channel kind of experience which helps them convert all of these leads that are coming in into paying customers uh, on the on the other side we are also the largest on demand inside sales workforce in india right so we have been you know focused on building an on demand inside sales workforce from 2016 17 so even pre covid when people were not remote we were building remote stuff right so i think i think that is really really helpful wonderful mm-hmm. when i come to when i come to problem sorry uh, were you saying something uh, no 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 please continue right so when i come to problems i think primarily we solve two big problems right i mean if you look at if you look at any business you will find that all businesses operate under a lot of seasonality right right so 
So there are large periods of expansion and then there are large periods of consolidation, right? Like, uh, uh, so, so whenever you have these periods of expansion and periods of consolidation, right, what, what you are essentially doing is you're trying to match demand at one point in time. And then at another point in time, you're trying to save cost, right? So it's a, it's a peak and trough, peak and trough that's going. Right. Right. So, so typically what happens is typically what happens in any business, you know, they are flip-flopping continuously between being either understaffed or overstaffed, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have a lot of demand, you're understaffed, you want to quickly add more seats, quickly add more salespeople, quickly add more support service uh, functions, right? And then, and then when demand goes down, right, you want to save costs. So, so either, you know, you have to let go all of these people that you've hired and trained, right? Or you have to keep paying them and bleed capital, mm-hmm. right? So obviously there is no good choice here, right? For the business, it's it's always a bad choice, and and businesses depending on you know how they identify themselves or what they do, they either repurpose this, uh, you know, segment uh, or they let or they let them go and and you know they try to save money. So we looked at this model, and then you know we we thought there definitely needs to be a better choice. At the same time, we looked at BPOs or the traditional you know uh, how traditional models work, mm-hmm. and we understood that there's a lot of uh, you know, gap there as well. Because when you go to a BPO and you talk about outsourcing, right, uh, you are looking at uh, a lead time of, let's say, 30 to 60 days. So you have to go to the BPO, talk to them about seats, talk to them about training, talk to them about, uh, you know, negotiate a contract. And then after 60 days, you start, uh, you know, getting output, right? So so again, it's a, it's a, very, it's a very inefficient model to work in, right? So what we did when we came in, the first thing that we did was un- we unlocked this model and we said, hey, you know what? You can pay us per usage, right? So that, that's the innovation that we brought into the industry. Nobody was doing it like that. So, uh, so we, we hire agents, we train them, we screen them. You know, uh, they already have industry experience. So they are already there on our platform, right? So, and, and, and when these companies that are partnered with us, right, they get demand, they can just switch on the tap and these agents come in, right? And they, and they start working. And you pay only for what you use. Similarly, so when the, when demand goes down, we switch off the tap and, and the agents go back and, and then, you know, you know, you don't need to pay us, right? So it flips the CAPEX model completely into an OPEX model where you don't need to bleed capital you and, and you don't need to hire or fire people, right? The context stays uh, with, with these agents that you've hired on demand, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and whenever you need them back, they can be switched back on, right? So it, it, it really saves a lot of hassle for companies uh, that do not want to go into their own model, right? Uh, the second big problem that we solve, uh, the second big problem that we solve, uh, you know, is of the delivery mechanism itself. So, if you look at any BPO, right, and I'm not talking about like big BPOs, but I'm talking about like 50, 100, 500 seater BPOs, mm-hmm. right? The primary idea of any BPO is to make uh, is to make money and run it like a sweatshop, right? So, you have like super small cubicles, you have uh, you know cramped conditions, people are paid super low wages. The only tech that is happening is Excel, which is like you know super 1990s, right? So, so and 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 all of this is you know you know bad also for the people who are working in these conditions because and, and this is not bad not just for COVID, right? It's generally bad because you know we are we now understand what lifestyle diseases and and, and what uh, you know ergonomic diseases are, exactly. right? And so you pick these up, right? You work you work under high stress environments, uh, as you as you said. So and 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 then you pick these up, right? And it becomes super bad for you long term, mm-hmm. right? So we looked at this and we said, hey, you know what? There has to be a better way of doing this, right? Uh, and and what we did was we took the infrastructure layer, right? Which is the office space, uh, 
you know the table chair workstation pc security cameras and we also took the monitoring lens so which is basically you know your qc your manager uh, you know the tools that the agent is using right and we combine these two together right into an ai augmented app right so so that's the squadron app which you will find on the play store right and and now since we we were able to put these two layers online in in terms of like a a large scale automation solution right the the money or, or the cost that it unlocked you know we could do two things with it one is of course we could pay our agents 2x what they were getting paid mm-hmm. and and they are now working from home right at the same time right we were able to invest a lot of these processes back in tech right so our customers get much better delivery experiences our our delivery experiences completely integrated with the customers funnel so whether you have you know your leads coming in through facebook or google or crm phone call you know anywhere right we are we are integrated with that right we have a completely zero touch process fully automated chat is like super fast couple of minutes you know uh, so on and so forth so so it really really works out for tech teams you know who don't want to bring in consulting see the fundamental idea for a lot of you know tech teams is that they want to bring in innovation in their particular field for example if i talk about just money they want to bring in lending innovation they want to build kind of you know low cost financial products for you right so they don't want to reinvent the you know the bpo wheel right uh, and and they're super happy kind of you know leaving all of those challenges to us and then scaling things so i i would say you know those are broadly the two big pain points that you're trying to solve. wonderful wonderful uh, moving ahead uh, satsputam how did you manage to lead diverse teams in a remote first work work culture and uh, across two time zones how did you do that right so so great question and i think uh, we are still learning how to do it i don't i wouldn't say that we have kind of you know understood what works and what doesn't mm-hmm. uh, so the moment you know this product squad iq started doing well in india right we thought that we could do something similar in the us and that's when we launched a different version of it it's called optum uh in in the us as well right and so there was a period in between when we were you know scaling in india and parallelly building out in the us right mm-hmm. so so that you know in between a period became a big challenge because at that point in time a lot of us were kind of you know uh, working across two time zones so showing up itself was a big challenge right so when you have to show up for us time zones for us colleagues and you have to kind of you know keep your energy high at the end of the day mm-hmm. right so that kind of taught you know me a lot just generally about the importance and the value of showing up because you know our us counterparts appreciated us for kind of working a full day in india and then again coming into the meetings right mm-hmm. uh so so that was one thing so and, and and also understood kind of you know how to manage your energy throughout the day by taking power naps and then you know trying to keep that high energy till 5am in the morning right right uh so that's one the other thing that happened kind of you know i think i think we became more inclusive in our thought right so there's a there's a very common thing that we do we use english a lot right, uh, right. and and we have to change that approach we have to change the stories that we tell ourselves uh, you know in 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 between our teams we have to change our analogies so that people understand what we're talking about we have to change uh, you know the lingo that we are speaking in mm-hmm. right so so again that brings about a different perspective and a lot of things that you were doing which was kind of you know suboptimal not exactly wrong but you know you could have done better right automatically kind of you know you get into the habit of moving out those habits and building up better habits i, I should say right right uh, so that was so that was great and and that's something that we learned right uh, overall i would say i would say you know uh, 
it is not easy but you can do it with a lot of thought and effort and especially also remembering that you know diversity uh, or or merging you know across uh, you know uh, two time zones or two geographies not just about you know gender diversity but also about you know cultural diversity background diversity geographical diversity so you keep all of these things in mind right uh, there's a lot of connotations which might be good in india bad in the us bad in the us uh, or, or good in the us bad in india and vice versa right so it it kind of what it really really does is it kind of broadens your, your perspective a lot so that you know your your collective body of knowledge literally increases right so now you you, you just don't know what uh, you know an indian in this scenario would think you kind of also know what an american in that scenario mm-hmm. so that's really really interesting and kind of you know uh, lends a very different perspective absolutely uh moving ahead saswatam could you brief up on square iq's journey of empowering more than 5000 work from home moms to generate stable income and sustainable uh, livelihood through the platform so how did you achieve it and uh, what challenges you faced while doing that how did you actually mitigate it absolutely so so uh, so as i was uh, you know uh, telling you that we were very focused on you know remote as the future of work mm-hmm. uh, and and we were also very confident that as large scale ai and automation comes in right this is what will kind of fuel that uh, innovation or that next step mm-hmm. right so uh, we wanted to you know look at this piece from a democratizing access to work point of view right what can we build so that people don't have to come to taiwan cities to do low paying jobs mm-hmm. right it can be a very simple problem statement and and so the the first thing that we did is we launched our app right and when we launched our app uh you know we received a ton of applications and this is specifically from two segments which are typically you know underserved one of these segments was uh the tier 2 and below cities kind of you know fresh undergraduates from there mm-hmm. right and the other segment was women who are looking to get back to work right so they are taken a break from their careers maybe due to you know some uh, family issues or childbirth or they're getting married so on and so forth and they wanted to get back to work, right so the interesting thing though was that when we gave these opportunities to both these segments of people we found that these women especially responded back you know with a fierce loyalty and evangelism that we were n- not really expecting right mm-hmm. and in many cases because they had already had some sort of experience right they were able to tell us what to build next right so they were you know they were coming in and telling us hey you know what you've got this wrong right mm-hmm. uh, because this this is how i used to do it in my company right you have got this wrong and this is what you need to build or this is the problem that i'm having right so they were almost in many ways and uh, you know they were like mothers to us also in a way right of of, of in a manner of speaking and so that really really helped us like kind of you know super uh, uh, you know fasten up our growth process right so we were we were literally you know going to these people and asking them daily hey you know what how do you think this releases how do you think that releases so they they became a very integral part of our roadmap right and and as i said you know they responded with a fierce loyalty and tenacity and patience they didn't feel like they were working with a new product there are a lot of uh, you know faith in us right and and so it 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 almost turned out to be a privilege that we had in terms of you know working with this segment right and and when we looked at uh you know the broader market and how we wanted to grow we felt that there is so much untapped demand or or, or you know latent talent pool 
in the segment is that we really never felt the need to go beyond uh you know this this segment and and that's where we are continuing to focus and i think that will that that is how we will continue to grow over the next four or five years wonderful completely uh, agree with you saswata in fact um since you said uh, that it's not always the business that drives the growth of their customers but it it's also the other way around so yes right a uh, moving ahead absolutely uh, yeah so uh, could you tell us about your uh, recent fundraise uh, what are the future plans of uh, square iq and of course squad stack as well right absolutely so uh, i mean first of all we are super thrilled to have you know somebody of uh, chimate's uh, you know size and uh, you know reputation with us in our corner in this like very difficult time i think that that speaks a lot about uh, you know what we have been able to do so far uh of course thanks also to bloom for supporting us they have been unwavering and and they have been our corner throughout mm-hmm. uh and and obviously uh you know whenever you go through a fundraise process the process itself is very draining and you know you have a lot of anxiety but once you come out of the other end right uh it's it's you know definitely a landmark uh that kind of gives you that additional boost again especially in this in this context in the scenario so yeah so we are very excited uh we believe that it is a lot more firepower to kind of go out there and execute our vision right uh so again three top things that we are looking for at this point in time number one uh you know key leadership hiring is our number one priority we are looking to hire across the org in 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 a lot of these key roles that we feel we need uh to expand mm-hmm. right number two would be to grow out our product and expand our market presence right so uh, again i mean primarily we are in the uh, india and us but we definitely see ourselves as as a multi country uh, you know product and number 3 would be to you know build out the right tech and take it to the market to our customers mm-hmm. right so uh, a lot of product innovation around how we continue to apply ai to these uh, you know to these segments uh, and and you know build out these uh, innovative ideas or products that our customers really love us for so those are like you know the top three things that we need to absolutely uh lastly would you like to share any parting thoughts with our listeners and also you know enthusiasts or uh, students in fact who are trying to explore opportunities in the same segment as yours yeah i mean uh, definitely so so i think you know one thing that happened with us i just want to share that with uh, with uh, you know our listeners Mm-hmm. that immediately after covid it like most of the other startups we lost 80% of our revenues then and there mm-hmm. right so uh, and and that was obviously a very stressful time for us right and right. and then we you know spoke with our partners spoke with our uh, you know customers spoke, spoke with the ecosystem and the love that we got was immense right that was a that was a very crucial period of support right and and with that support with that love and by being able to focus on a few key you know key levers in the business we were able to bounce back right so not only were we able to bounce back but we we kind of grew our revenues 2.5x pre covid at the same time we were also able to close the fundings right so it was it was really important for us to kind of you know to be able to do that and i think we were able to do that because of the you know love and support as i said that we received from the ecosystem mm-hmm. right so now that we are in this position we would be you know very very excited to kind of able to be uh, offer that help back to the ecosystem right 
so if so if 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 anybody you know wants any support from us from me personally as well right uh, that would help them let's say for example you know you want to uh, place rockstars from your team that you're having to let go for some reason right and you're looking and you're looking for some place to uh, kind of you know uh, where they can keep on building and securing their futures uh, you can consider squad if there's anything else you can continue to reach out right so i think this is like a this is going to be a really really uh, you know testing time for the ecosystem and this is going to tell us also the quality of the ecosystem that we have built so far right and and if all of us come through together then it is going to be a massive massive success for again the ecosystem right so i'm i'm really really looking forward to that and uh, as i said you know anybody can can feel free to reach out to me or uh, to you know people at squad stack in general for any help that they need and uh, you know of course best of luck to everyone that's out there trying to build something uh, i hope we get through wonderful uh, thank you so much saskata for joining the show today and for this interesting discussion and of course sharing insights with our audience i appreciate your time stay safe thanks for tuning into our show game of growth make sure to subscribe for upcoming episodes and visit crowpush.com to access more such interesting resources if you like this podcast do subscribe and leave us a feedback let us know how you're enjoying the show and until next time take care